Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situationships and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy? I guarantee, baby, we got it. Hey everyone, I'm Naomi. And I'm Andy. And welcome to Couples Therapy. And uh, we're a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in Quarantine, we talk to our good friends and comedians over teleconferencing about relationships and we answer your advice questions. That's the new opening, everyone. Well, I do think it's funny that you said good friends and comedians because comedians couldn't be our good friends. But then there are also people we talk to who are most certainly not our good friends. Right. That's what I was saying. It's uh, they're, they're non-exclusive categories. There's a Zen, a Zen diagram. People we love. <laughs> There's a Zen diagram where the circles <laughs> don't touch at all because they are in perfect harmony. <laughs> But there is a Venn diagram where those two circles, good friends and comedians, do cross over quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Today is one of those episodes. Absolutely. You have already heard the dulcet tones of today's guest. We are talking to writer Isaac Oliver. You may know Isaac Oliver from his book Intimacy Idiot or from his work as a writer on shows like Glow and High Maintenance. Isaac is honestly... A literati darling. Yes. In my head. I say yes. he's like, he runs in the new, he's a new New York literati. You yes. Know? It's Nathan like, Lane is a fan. <laughs> it's like if you took the New Yorker and you took all the crap out and yep. you just left all the good stuff in. Yeah. That's Isaac. That's Isaac Oliver. A truly, truly <laughs> magical time. Um, Isaac is like a dear friend of ours from New York. So, you know, I think one of the things I've been trying to do, not only do I feel free now that we're independent, but I also just am desperate for friendship. So I am loving these episodes where we sit and we talk to people we already know and can just kind of get into it. And I feel like we really did that with this ep. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, it's it's one it's, you know, the thing about like when you were talking to someone on a podcast that you were already good friends with is that they're. Guys, that chemistry is already there. The charisma. You could feel the charisma just flowing into your ears. Exactly. 
Um, okay, you guys, so before we get to Isaac, just two quick things. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m. PST, Andy and I go live on Twitch. Sometimes it's just us. Sometimes we bring in comedian duos. So either way, come through, queens. It's an hour. It's really fun. We are the CTQC, Couples Therapy Quarantine Crew. So you need to get up in there if you've got free time. 2 p.m. PST, 5 p.m. EST. Is everyone going back to work already? Is that what is that what's happening? I, I know there's uh, flare-ups everywhere, so maybe you'll be back at home and raring to watch something at 2 p.m. PST in the afternoon. Or you can do sometimes what some of our uh, other people in the crew do. They'll take a late lunch break. <laughs> and they'll spend that lunch break at 2 p.m. eating a meal and watching us pop off at the mouth. So it can be done if you feel like it. That is at twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod. Also, the episodes do stay up for a couple days after. So just in case you are busy, but then you're like later on, you're like, what can I do to forget? Well, I'll say this. You can go to twitch.tv slash The episodes with guests stay up for two weeks. Ooh, baby. Episodes with just us go down after a little while, and then the audio goes up on the Patreon page. So Okay, the page. Um, also, you guys, what we do with Isaac today, as always, when we have our wonderful guests, we answer your relationship questions. And if you've got a question, do not hesitate to reach out and touch a bitch, okay? Literally any, you know what, now that we're in choir, we're taking any and all questions. Doesn't have to be relationship. Naomi and I have lived lives. Yes. I've been a professor. Naomi was an art magazine editor. I also just have a lot of opinions. Do you want to know what you should be eating? I will tell you. <laughs> Okay, so if you want to hit us up, the advice number, because it's always great to hear your voice, 323-524-7839. And if you can't do that, you can always hit us up on Instagram at Couples Therapy Pod or Twitter at Naomi and Andy and slide into them DMs. DM with a Q. Wow. Boom, 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 boom. All right, I think that's all the housekeeping. Why don't we talk to Isaac? Roll it! Before we started, you had started telling us, we were, we were joking around about the secret to relationships, and you had told us yeah. a story about the secret to relationships. Do you mind yeah. retelling it on the pod? Not at all. Um, the theater I used to work at, I, 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 for 12 years, was a box office manager off-Broadway, and the president of our company, uh, her name is Cora Khan, and she's a very sort of towering titan figure in New York theater. And she was married to Bernie Gersten, the, the late great Bernie Gersten, who just passed away. And he ran Lincoln Center Theater. So they were this like incredible power couple in New York. And every uh, holiday, they, they would have the company holiday party at their huge apartment. Uh, they don't live there anymore, but um, they had this huge penthouse apartment on 14th Street and like knocked down all the walls. They like bought all four units. And so it was this oh, big God. like wraparound, like 360 apartment. Um, and one year, like, I remember there was like a, a group in the kitchen and we were like, just admiring the kitchen and Cora was, you know, re receiving the admiration and, you know, fun <laughs> funneling it into stories. And she was, <laughs> she, she, she was like, you know, Patty once told us and Patty being Patty Lapone, oh uh, that Die. the reason she, yeah. <laughs> She, she said, the reason you and Bernie work, the reason you work is, you know, the secret is two dishwashers. <laughs> two dishwashers. A his and hers dishwasher. <laughs> which I feel is where you guys are headed <laughs> with your his and hers cornflakes. That's true. But, we do each need a box of cornflakes. But I also don't understand why having two dishwashers means anything <laughs> about a relationship. I think Patty LuPone was wrong. <laughs> and, you know, I shouldn't say that on record. She's a queen, but... Naomi, you're going to get this show canceled. We just became independent a couple episodes, and now you're going to get canceled already by attacking Patty Lapone. I'm not attacking her. I'm simply disagreeing with the idea that having two different machines for dishes somehow affects the emotional bond between two people. In this world, disagreeing means you get canceled. You can't disagree with anyone. Especially people more powerful than you. That's true. Oh, no, God. But it is, it is My career's just beginning. I'm sorry, and, Patty. And Patty Lapone will end it. Please, please, Patty, don't come for us. Don't come for us, Patty. Please, Patty, don't hurt us. She doesn't she doesn't give a fuck. Have you seen her in interviews? She will she will shade anyone oh, in I interviews. It. I believe yeah. it. I like her. She's mean. That was also that was also the night where uh, they also had a bidet in one of their bathrooms, and I was really excited about it because I love a bidet. Yeah. And um, 
but the door to the bathroom didn't lock. And so the person coming out said to my friend and me, my coworker, uh, oh, the door doesn't lock, just be careful. And so I said to my coworker, I said, please, you know, just just watch the door. I got to use this bidet. I don't need to, but I want to <laughs> use this I bidet. I got to use this bidet. And, you know, so he was like, okay, I'll watch the door. And so I go in and I am just, just having a fabulous time. And then... <laughs> I guess something shiny happened and he wandered off because oh, no. then Bernie Gersten, titan oh, of, my of God. American theater, opens Bernie the door. Gerstin. But the thing is, he wasn't walking in to use it. He was walking in to show the bidet to someone oh. because he had people with him. He, like, oh. opened the door and had, like, two people with him. And, <laughs> and there I was, you know, just resplendent on the on the on the bidet I like like a bidet model and <laughs> I think that I think that is really the only way he continued to sort of remember who I was each well, year because I would really only see him at that party and he was always very kind to me <laughs> I think it's because but like, he saw did... me beached on his bidet <laughs> you were um... a bidet player slam it as soon as he saw you was it like did you lock eyes like we how? oh yeah we locked yeah. there there was eye contact i i think i tried i tried to sort of cobble together a vocal response but um <laughs> i don't think much came out um it's it's weird to make eye contact with someone when a jet stream of water is hitting your <laughs> asshole like like warm water on your asshole and then you make eye contact with three fully clothed people <laughs> in a doorway. It's really, um, I don't know, I recommend it. It, it really, it, it shifts your equilibrium a bit. Um. Wait, I mean, look, the, I would never have even taken the risk of doing anything if there was not a lock on the door, right? I yeah. would have, maybe I would have peed, oh. I, but I would have peed with my back to the door and constantly looking back. Constantly looking back at the door, or like constantly, or like trying to figure out what I could have put against the door. But this is this is kind of why I admire you, Isaac, you, because <laughs> you do take risks. Well, yeah. for a bidet, I mean, you gotta. <laughs> well, Andy loves a bidet too. It's funny when we um, talked to Cola Skull on this, he has a bidet, and Andy was like, "Where'd you get your bidet? Send me the link yeah. to the bidet." He really wants a bidet. Oh, Love does he bidet. have one of those like those tushy hook-ons? My mom just got one, and I'm very jealous. You can have it too in quarantine. Well, I you can't. I, I have a tankless toilet. Oh, because I'm in an old old New York pre war apartment, and it's and it's just it's one of those that where the pipes just go right into the wall, oh, right, and there's right. no tank on it. So, I mean, I guess I could try and figure out how to like unhook something and, yeah, and hook it into the wall, but I don't I don't know I don't that think that's you become a yeah. That's no, not, that's yeah. no, that's too much work for just a little. I've spice. already become a cook and a. A part-time self hair barber, and and it's not going great, not going great. Uh, but no, but that's is like like your stories. You know, you are someone who takes risks in them, whereas I'm someone who uh, sits on the couch and watches Scrubs, and so <laughs> so there's something like I'm like, oh, I never also met risky. I would have never risky. <laughs> I would have never met that person uh, in a hotel room. Uh, three cities away from where I live. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas you're like, yeah, sure, why not? Well, he he paid for my bolt bus ticket. <laughs> but like, you know. But I were you always? <laughs> It'd be like rude. The... It'd be rude to not go to Providence and <laughs> stay in a comfort inn. Were you always a like um a tr uh, like not risk taker risk taker sounds too dramatic but just like were you always kind of like down or has some of that come from being a writer like in a way you know you kind of need stuff to write about so are you more you know what i mean like or were you always even as like a teenager like sure let's go you know no no i mean i i actually i mean i'm i'm uh gratified to hear that i come off that way because <laughs> i I, I, I'm a very fearful person and I'm a neurotic person and I really uh, can worry myself into a lot of, into a lot of corners. But I, um, I think there, there's something about like uh, sort of what you were saying, like the, the second option of being a writer, uh, I'm, I'm given confidence in that sense because it, 
being able to write about these things gives me a control over them, you know, makes them, makes them sort of my stories. Uh, and I, I mean, I really, th I think about the role technology has played in my sex life and I don't think I would really have any sex if it weren't for apps and if it weren't mm. for the internet, because I, cannot really talk to men at all in person like really? I, I am really I am really nervous and shy and that anonymity um give uh, I, I'm, I'm only brave really uh through anonymity or through a situation in which I have a lot of control in which or if I'm doing a show or you know writing something that's in my voice and in something that I figured out how I want to tell it the lens all those things it's um, but if it, if it weren't for, if it, which, which I do go back and forth on, I'm like, is this bravery or is this cowardice or is it just a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful marriage of the two, you know, um, <laughs> they, they, there's a thin line between them and I, and I, I think I sort of evenly straddle both, um, <laughs> Maybe leaning a bit on a towards day. <laughs> resplendent on over a both lines, right. <laughs> Wait, was there know. ever I, was there ever anything that you did where you're like for a story that you regretted afterwards? You're like, oh, that wasn't worth it. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I'm trying to think. Are you are are your brains like this is sort of a side question, but are your <laughs> brains like really sort of like select all select alling all of your memories of like before <laughs> corona and just kind of like putting them in a folder on your desktop <laughs> and like now your desktop feels completely empty like i don't know the it opposite. is so funny to it's really opposite. it's actually like i was thinking like it's uh you know those claw machines my memory uh -huh. right now is like a claw machine and so i it goes down to grab something it comes up empty goes down to grab something comes up yeah. and, and once in a while it will come it'll grab you know a stuffed animal dog and that'll be <laughs> that's the memory and I, I'm like, you're like that's oh, yeah. what i remember <laughs> um yeah i'm trying to think i mean i certainly i will say i don't go into hookup scenarios or dates really thinking oh maybe i'll get a story out of this um i I do go in, I I swear to God, I go in thinking maybe I'll get a boyfriend out of this. Well, that was going to be a question. I, <laughs> I'd rather a boyfriend than a story, but, well, uh I wasn't you know. even thinking just dating. I was thinking, you know, you do, you have done a lot of stuff for the New York Times over the years. And, mm -hmm, like, you've done the, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, the um, New Year's Eve, like, a couple New Year's Eves, you've kind of gone out and about, correct? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, Did you go yeah, to, like, so Britain or something? Is what? Didn't you go, you went across the pond. Oh, I went to Venice. Not oh, yeah. Venice, Vienna. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. The claw wow. machine picked up Venice. It's okay. The claw machine picked up Venice somewhere I've never been. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I went to Vienna. W Magazine sent me to Vienna for 48 hours to cover the life ball. That I don't regret. That was incredible. Um, I actually have, I, I have some regrets about um, the second New Year's Eve piece I did for the New York Times. Um I went to this, oh God, this, this like group dance class and it's a social dance. And now I can't even remember the name of it. So I'll offend this community all over again, but uh -oh. <laughs> they, they were all so offended by how I'd written about that dance. You know, I was trying to sort of write about it, you know, through my sort of social anxiety lens and I really offended all of them because it, they read it as them coming off as sort of mean or, you know. Uh, and God, the comments on oh, the, the Lord, it was lots and lots of comments and, and emails to my website. And anyway, and then I, uh, had you, and then I had gone to this party. The end of the night was this sort of underground queer party uh, deep in like Ridgewood. And I Ooh. used a term in the article, uh, DIY, which was how I, which was a term I saw listed for the venue on New York Magazine. So I used that thinking, oh, this is how this space is described. And then the owner of the venue or the, or the guy running the, the venue and this pop-up party sent me this 
rightfully scathing email about how that term is a flag for police attention and shutting down shutting down spaces that maybe don't quite have all of their permits or you know are shut out of permits and really and and he said you've endangered a queer space and and i really uh i don't know i felt really terrible about that and still do actually i regret that but um was this even answering your question? I'm well, sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Now I, I feel like I've made you stressed out. I think, you know, because... No, not at all. I want to go back to something you'd said before. You know, yeah. because you mentioned... Um, uh, talking about like you know you go into these hookup scenarios hoping for a boyfriend you know we are going to be answering relationship questions so just to let the listeners kind of know what's your backstory where are you at with relationships you i've known you now what five years about yeah yeah have you have you ever had a bf in the time we've been together you and i have been in a relationship (laughs) yeah just you baby just you (laughs) (laughs) no i've i've i my longest relationship was my high school boyfriend. And we dated on and off for, I think, like three months, four months. And that was, you know, years ago. And <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, it's it's never quite happened. There, there have certainly been um, applicants for the position. <laughs> and I didn't quite have fair hiring methods or I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what my... <laughs> I don't know what my what the metaphor is there. Um, I didn't know I needed someone in that. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I didn't have the budget for it. Uh, anyway. No, let's, I love this. I'm into this metaphor. You HR the, rejected them? Yes, the emotional yeah, budget. Yeah, you didn't got, have the emotional I budget. I strict HR. Um, right. I, 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 I had bad leadership. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, yeah. No, I'm I'm a lifelong, lifelong single single person, which, look, I... I went on a date with a I, I went on a, a few dates with a lovely guy uh, last summer, and he said to me he he was like I don't know why you aren't snatched up I don't know why someone hasn't snatched you up yet, and first I was like Do you have to describe a relationship as something like Liam Neeson needs to rescue me from? <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, and, but and and I was like oh, oh I don't know, and he was like Well can I tell you something? And I said Yeah, and and he was like I think it's he, he was like I'm worried it's because you don't want to be snatched up. And, and it really was very, um, I don't know, insightful of him because I, I think in many moments of my life, like, yeah, that is true. I, there, there's a lot that I love about being single there. There's, I love my autonomy. I love, uh, my own space, my own schedule, my own. I mean, yes, I'm incredibly lonely at lots of times, but actually in this pandemic, like I was there, there have been many times where I've thought so many dear friends of mine who are single at the moment and have been in relationships, you know, have, have lamented to me. They're like, oh, I miss, I miss having someone. I miss being with someone. I really wish I could be with someone right now. I don't know when I'm going to hug someone again. I don't know when I'm going to be held again. And I share those concerns, certainly, like there are many moments where I'm like, this would be great if someone could just hold me right now. But on the whole, I'm really grateful that I don't have something specific to miss, you know, that, that uh-huh. I don't have so- right now in in the solitude, where solitude is being asked of us, you know, where, where distance is being asked of us. I read in the New York Times the other day, they interviewed all these epidemiologists, and the majority of them est- estimated that it's like a year until we can hug someone again who's not like a partner or someone we've been quarantining with and that was devastating to me i was like oh my god it's a year to a hug (laughs) um but so this is hard in many ways emotionally but i am just grateful that a relationship is kind of an abstract notion to me you know that i don't Mm -hmm. have like a i'm i'm used to sleeping alone i'm used to sitting on the couch alone and if i roll over there's just air you know like i'm i'm (laughs) I, so I'm grateful in that specific way, you know, for, for my, um, sort of self-possession as a single person, but. Is it something, do do you think a relationship is something you pine for or like you will want? I mean, that's, it's such a weird question. How do you know how you will change in the future? No, I certainly, I mean, and especially now that it's becoming clear that, uh, some of our prime years are spent indoors like a 
sort of sickly Agatha Christie character. <laughs> like I just, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very close to putting an Afghan just over the lower half of my body for uh, <laughs> each too. day. I, uh, you know, I, I do pine for that. I, I, I long for that. And, and I would like to, I would like to grow and evolve into someone who, who can, can make space in their life for someone and, and can, and can take, take shape around someone as well. But oh my God, the poetry, I don't know. the poetry of Isaac Oliver, literally oh when Isaac talks, I'm like, <laughs> I know, write it down, take shape around someone. I'm like, uh, stun me queen. Well, it's, and because um, as I've gotten old, like I have so many friends who are in open relationships or some variant around that and not just gay couples, but straight couples too. And, and I, and I, for, for the longest time, I was like, oh, I could never do that. I could never yeah. imagine that. And, and I still kind of land in that field, but I also think, well, I don't know. I mean, as opposed to having some sort of space where I want to shove someone into, well, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, you know, and maybe this is a romantic notion and will lead to 20 more years of being single, but I, uh. You know, I think, well, I'd rather meet someone and see what shape they take in my life as opposed mm-hmm. to trying to sort of hammer them into something. Um, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> but then here's a question, anyway. though. Because yeah, you yeah. talked about how, you know, you know, you do get nervous talking, even though it's, again, like, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but at the same time, it's like, to me, you are so, you are so easy to talk to and you speak so easily that, I, you know, I've never met the shy, tongue-tied version yeah, of you. Yeah. but. You know, you say when you go online, you know, it gives you a little bit of freedom. You know, you kind of like control the combo. You're sending the messages. You can think, you know, I get that part. But then do you find once you meet the person in real life as a result of, you know, having that chat, are you then looser when you meet them or do you get kind of tongue tied again? Does do the walls come up? Oh, it's 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 a whole. Yeah. I mean, I try to meet. I do think an IRL meeting is is should happen fairly quickly like i've i've i have shamefully you know fallen into even even in my wizened state you know (laughs) as in my in my mid to late 30s like i um thought i was smarter than this but even last year this happened but those situations where you just text and text and text someone and you haven't met yet and then you meet and it's an entirely different energy Mm -hmm. um I mean, I'm really good at a. I'm really good at the first few dates, like I'm. I'm. I'm good at that, and because I do like talking and I like getting to know someone and I feel, you know, okay, like flirting or whatnot. But it's that, it's 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 those kind of um, more. Uh, oh, I don't know the the the, the shape shifting, uh, fourth, fifth, sixth dates and the <laughs> and. Um, where I really, why are they shapeshifting? Well, there's no agenda, right? Like once you get to, once you get past the third date, it's now like, uh, what do we do? Yeah. There, there's just a, there's a, what do we do? Okay. Well, we sleep together. We, uh, we, uh, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do, there, there is a woodland creature aspect to me where I do, And it, and it is, I mean, he actually used the right words. It's the snatching up of it. I really begin to feel, um, taken. You feel taken. I feel taken. You want to be saved from the clutches of this killer. I get it. Yeah. And it's, it's very awkward to be a submissive with intense control issues. Like with, with (laughs) intense, like, like, it's like, I want you to dominate me, but I also don't ever want to lose a modicum of control. And that is right insane. you're like you're like an auroboros of a top and bottom yeah exactly it's all, it's eating itself <laughs> that... oh god yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know talking with isaac is the closest i think i get to thinking what the algonquin round table was like yes 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 are you serious he very yeah. much is yes you are oh. you are my literati friend Oh my you god! You are the person where I'm like, I'm smart now. I'm smart now. I'm smarter <laughs> and better as a result of that conversation. Because it's it's more well not to like uh, keep uh, not to be like a smoke bidet, 
and blow smoke up your butt. Hey, but like, let me get, let me get, let me just get resplendent. One sec. <laughs> but it, but it is, uh, you know, you put it together like we have the same references, but I'll go off into like some weird philosophical realm, and you're like, no, I know how to make this eloquent and funny, whereas I'm just yelling about Dasein or whatever fucking Heidegger <laughs> shit. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you saying that because I don't know any philosophy and I don't even, I, yeah. You've you've got me speechless, which bidets do as well. (laughs) Uh, On that, do you want to take a break and come back and answer some listener questions? Absolutely. Ready to handle your scandal with Isaac Oliver in two seconds. Hey, you guys, hope you are loving Isaac as much as we do. Now, just for one quick sec, I want to remind you, ask you, beseech you to subscribe, rate, and review Couples Therapy. It is so important to subscribe. Knowing how many actual subscribers we have really does help us out. Also, if you are interested in repping the pod or also just letting people know what you're about, we have t-shirts, the Couples Therapy logo, and we also have the Gotta Miss a Bitch tee, okay? Gorge fun, comfy, soft. If you want to get one of those, you can go to CouplesTherapy.MerchNow.com. Again, CouplesTherapy.MerchNow.com. Now, if a t-shirt ain't your thing, you can also join our Patreon. If you just want some more content in your ear holes, think about it. And if you want to support us during this time as we're independent, as we are trying to give you that fresh, fresh, sweet content, you can be a Patreon for just $5 a month. You get two episodes a month plus a lot of bonus content. So, might be worth it. Get up into it at patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Now back to Isaac. And we're back. Yes. With Isaac Oliver. Uh, we got a bunch of qu- we have a surplus of questions. Yes. I tried to pick really? some, yeah, yeah, some of the best, some of the most appropriate, let's say, <laughs> ones for us. Oh, my God. Fun ones. Uh, first thing, uh, this is just a fun thing. Uh, it's not actually a question, but someone butt-dialed uh, the uh, helpline, <laughs> and Google's transcription <laughs> service uh, put it through as, uh, this is what they said, off, off, dead, 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 Monday through Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. And I just thought that was both poetic and also frightening. <laughs> yeah, was it Robert Durst? <laughs> <laughs> off, off, dead, 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 Monday through Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, killed them all, of course. The burp. <laughs> the burp killed them all. <laughs> uh, but for real, so that's just a fun little thing. Yeah, for no, real, that was I th- beautiful. Uh, I thought we'd start off with a little softball. This comes okay. to us from Anonymous on Instagram. Oh. How long are you allowed to absolutely loathe someone who ghosts you after immediately ho- hooking up after once after six months of dating? So they dated for six months, then hooked up. Okay. Then that person ghosted them. And now- they only hook. They only hooked up once, and or, or it took. I don't Wait, know I'm what sorry. hooked up. I don't know what counts as hooked up. I don't know if they. Wait, I have to read the question again because it almost felt like a riddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be this. How long are you allowed to absolutely loathe someone who ghosts you after immediately hooking up once after six months of dating? So hooked up once after six months of dating, then got ghosted and now just loathe. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Does that person... Have any of us, of the three of us, waited... Six months. I have. Uh, no. I have. I have not. Not. I'm not a sex monster, but. <laughs> but uh, well, six months seems like a long time. I will speak for the sex monster community. And <laughs> no, I've never waited. Is this person writing this from like one of those colonial sleep sacks where you're like, <laughs> what's a colonial sleep sack? You haven't seen it's it's like back in the day where like they were worried that young people would would fuck in the middle of the night and so their parents would like literally bind them like mummify them in what? these like sacks. It's in that well we can't watch him anymore because he's a racist. But Mel Gibson, who's such a nightmare, but that Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot, oh. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger plays his. This is where I found out about it. Heath Ledger plays his <laughs> son, and they like wrap him up in like a straight jacket. To go to, to bed, oh yeah, because because they're worried that like the young men would go find the young girl, sneak into the girls' room and fuck in the middle of the night. So wow, so this anyway. person was doing that for six months. Uh, again, these are the people that founded this country. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's all oh, fucked. It's never yeah. been good. Why? Why do but, we live in hell? Oh, the founders of the country had us uh, had uh, uh, celibate sleep sacks around. <laughs> right, right. Mm, land of the free. Um, but I, well, there's a lot to this question, and I actually I would respond to this question with more questions. Yes, are you yes, in yes. a sleep sack? Yes. Um, Number one. Are Are you in an intentional living community slash cult? Um, <laughs> are like. And what happened in the hookup? It sounds like something really, really uh, important happened in that hookup. If after six months of dating to ghost someone, I mean, that's ghosting is never good. Ghosting is not. Yeah, but you ghosting anyone, hookup or no, after six months, ghosting is not acceptable. No, yeah. Not after six months. Like, ghosting after two dates, annoying, but okay, we're not. But like, after six months, it's like. I they know where you live. Home. Exactly. Right. Like I, you know, like I'm like absolutely. You can't ghost me. You can't disrespect me. Yeah. I just also I just want to know what hookup. Like, was there, was there? What does hookup? Is hookup just sex? And then there were doing right. stuff before. So, or was this the first uh, intimacy? Was the <laughs> the first intimacy? The first intimacy. Yeah. Like I like I'm living intimacy. in the 1700s. <laughs> mm-hmm. like I love that TV movie. The first intimacy, um, starring Judith Light. Uh, no, I. I mean, if if this was this person's first intimacy, then I then I am very sorry because that is traumatic, and that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Loathe um, them forever. Yeah, I say loathe them forever. Actually, and um, loathing and grudges they they mature, you know, yes, and they yes. and they reward you um <laughs> and and they compel you forward through time so load them forever yeah i say don't ever get rid of your bitterness you can like <laughs> <laughs> you can you do things like go to therapy so that it's not uh, it doesn't affect you on a daily basis mm-hmm. but just that mm-hmm. like i i i don't know i can't get into this la thing where everyone's just like we're all one you know i meditate i can't get into it i'm like right. no the bitter my bitterness gives me an edge it gives you energy yes yes it's galvanizing a galvanizing yeah, yeah. bitterness 
Uh-huh. Um, that sounded like Isaac Oliver poetry, what I just said. Yeah, it was beautiful. It's a, it's a wind in your sails. You <laughs> Sail <you>. on. <laughs> Have you, let me ask this of both, uh, both you, both of you. Have yeah. you, do you carry grudges? Oh, absolutely. There yeah. are things that yeah. really, like, it's, it's obviously, I will say for me, though, sometimes it is a, it's a sickness. Like, okay, well, like, you know, like, my high school nemesis is wife and like whenever <gasps> i see her in the like um in the in, trades or you know just like in pictures like in the award shows and stuff i'm always like she was so mean and it's like literally it was 20 years ago why yeah. why and it's like and the yeah. fact that i even call her high school nemesis i'm sure she wouldn't say that about me like she was just <laughs> like a mean person like not like a popular mean girl like a too cool smoking outside school mean girl Oh, so like shit. I don't think she would ever like, like I don't register on her. And yet I just remember how I was like, wow, this person thinks I'm a sack of trash. She's the the Penn State to your University of Pittsburgh. It's the only sports metaphor I ever can use. I don't understand the reference. I know Pitt, I, that flew right over here, my head. Here, I'll, I'll explain it. Pitt thought Penn State was their rival, uh-huh. but Penn State didn't think Pitt was their rival. Penn State was too. I went, to, I went to Pitt. Oh. That's the only reason I know this. I once went to a football game because a friend of mine was visiting and he wanted to go. And I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll go. Oh, uh, it was terrible. I sat, I'm so sorry. We, we sat in front of, uh, of uh, a frat, A.E. Pie, and they, you couldn't bring alcohol into the, uh, into the stadium. And so they had the, the brilliant idea to soak gummy lifesavers in... Um, in oh, vodka and then they were eating that they were eating these gummy lifesavers and their hands were gummy so they wiped it on the back of my shirt oh my mighty mighty boston shirt these people and i turn around oh. and, go, and i go what are you doing don't do that and they said it's cool dude we won't and then they kept doing it and i was just like i kept i at some point i was just like fuck what am i gonna do fight a frat <laughs> So you didn't. So you had to sit through. You it. didn't. Yeah, I sat because my. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, well, it's it's the it's a a, a terrible. I, I oh there how's that? There's a grudge. I hate AE pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a grudge. That's those a grudge. I, those specific people. Yeah. I I hope that they all ended up living terrible lives. <laughs> Still, just from that one thing. <laughs> I try to I try to forgive, but I never forget. Yeah, you oh know? my god, never. And it's just good it's good to I don't know. I don't know. Neg- negative energy is very underrated. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Isaac, and that's why we've always been close. Andrew, <laughs> do you have another question for Isaac? I, I do. Let's go with this one. This comes to us okay, from from Matt. He his DM'd us on Instagram. Oh. Hi. Hope my favorite podcast is surviving in these pandemic times. Your podcast has made me my home a happier home, so please keep making content. Wow. Oh, my God, Maddie. Um, I do have a couple of therapy questions. So, Quarren Bay and I started <laughs> dating together six months ago, shortly after I moved to Chicago. This is from a month or two ago, by the way. Uh, he's a cutie. I love him while also driving me nuts. And he put an emoji of nuts in there. Quarren Bay lives two miles from me, and we have been seeing each other since pandemic lockdown began and have been quarantining at his and my place. Here's my question. This pandemic has put our relationship in a pressurized cooker, so to speak, and we are basically living a life as if we were living together in the same apartment. I am an extroverted person, and I love date nights, and now dinner together becomes me making something and asking him if he wants some. But I still want dates, in quotes. In these pandemic times, like obviously we will be spending time together, but I want that quote unquote beginning of the relationship intentional time. Am I a monster in these pandemic times for still wanting dates or should I calm my gay self down and wait till these times are over? And then this next part is all in caps. Also, what kind of dates can we do in lockdown? That is all. I love you both. Calm your gay self down is what I say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I say you got to calm your gay self down. Yeah. Dates in lockdown. I mean, that's I ridiculous. Know. We are in a global <laughs> pandemic. I am sorry. And a second but... civil rights movement. There's enough yeah, exactly. going on. Yes, yes. We are in an uprising. <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> we are at the social intersection of 1918 and 1968. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Andy, yeah. Gorgeous. You want to yes. go on a date? Put on a mask. Go to a protest. That's a great date. <laughs> I mean, um, I think I mean, I know I know what you're saying though, Matt. This feeling of again, because it's been only like six months, seven months at this point, and yeah. feeling like you're already like. A, like a couple of yes. together years. You're like already married. Yeah, like already you feel like, like you've lost that. Like spark. I really, I, I, I do not envy couples who had just started dating and had to somehow leap to like 28 years in uh, to basically, <laughs> to basically being that movie a more. Have you seen that movie where like <laughs> the husband and the wife with dementia and you're just so and it just like. I I I think I think those kinds of relationships uh this is particularly hard on because it's like what are you supposed to do like not de- are you supposed to break up because a pandemic started and and uh so yeah instead you're accelerated to um to 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 you know on golden pond and it just <laughs> uh but even worse, like on Golden Pond meets like Panic Room, and uh, it's like the uh, opposite meets... of Cocoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, I don't know. I think I think about I th- there are going to be so so many divorces after this pandemic. I think like that's what happened um, in China. Yeah, really. Yes, when they lifted it, couples were getting divorced left and right. When they finally lifted quarantine, they were like, "Bye, bitch." <laughs> It's like wild. I mean, I would say to Maddie, uh, Ma- Maddie, Matt, Matt. But I like that you're calling Matt. him Maddie, like we're dear friends. I love one of my dear, one of my dear, one of my dear friends. I I call him Maddie, so I I'm pretending this might even be him. But um, <laughs> no, it's not him. But he's married. But uh, I would say if if they're if they are quarantining, if if they they both are in each other's apartments. I mean, I wonder if there is something to like sort of not cohabitating but but treating a visit to each other's apartment as a date or something i don't know yeah 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 do you know what i mean like if it's yeah. well i guess he didn't say the space was the problem it's more what they're doing is like not what they're exciting doing. but yeah i mean it depends we don't know where they live right we don't know where in the country because the one thing that andy and i can think of is like drive-ins if you have a oh, car yeah. live somewhere where there's a drive-in. That's like the only thing where you can actually leave the house but I or think, do something else. I think what he's saying is that he wants, he, he's craving that kind of special feeling. You right. know, the, the quarantine just basically just dropped a uh, a bunch of boulders on all of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Weighted all, blankets. Weighted blankets. Well, I was going to say we're all trying to Ooh. crawl out from the rubble. <laughs> okay, exactly. That yes, was the yes, metaphor yes, I was yes, going yes, to. Yes, yes. I'm so sorry. Blanket. I'm so sorry to interrupt a metaphor. I'm so sorry to interrupt a metaphor. <laughs> That's rude, and I love you. Man, I mean, my metaphors are sacred. I know. If there's one thing I about know. my metaphors, I know. it is that they are—they have know. that divine spirit to I them that know. cannot be oh ruptured. Honestly, you're correct. And I Someone see. get these two a second dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, and we're all trying to crawl out from the rubble and— um, and and try to get back to some kind of normalcy but the normalcy is still covered in rubble so you know there's just i get that like kind of it's i'm sure it's the same thing like anytime there has been like a world historical event that has like put ruptured everyone's lives of course and you're still pining for that you know what your life was like before then and there's also this kind of mourning that's part of it where Mm -hmm. you're like some part of all of us know that some some part of all of us know that we're not going back to the same lives we had before. And we're going to have to figure out new ways of living. Right. Right. Well, I mean, even when there's a vaccine, everything's changed. Right. Right. And I, yeah, it's, it's very, it's cliche to just say it like that, but you know, I, I think what Matt's missing is he's, he's mourning that, not just the relationship is not going to have that same energy anymore, but like everything I think is, 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 so I think that's all tied up in this. Right. And, you know, I would say instead of like trying to recapture that energy, try to think forward into like, what could this, what could this relationship look like in this new world? I think that's true. I think you're right. I think there's also this element too of, 
you know, in, instead of pining, because I think a lot of it can't really be controlled. I think you're right, Isaac. Like, maybe you guys take a couple days where you don't see each other, and then you see each other and make, like, a concerted plan to, like, order something from a nice restaurant you both like and, like, you know, make it a time. Yeah. And then also, are you guys doing – are you still liking this person seven months into a relationship – half of which has been in quarantine because to me there is something to be there is something very valuable in the fact that you guys still like each other like it's a lot yeah. to put in a you know as you said like it's a monkey wrench to put in a relationship suddenly we're in quarantine after you know three months together so if you guys are comfortable like try to see if you can get any warm and fuzzies from that there is you know what i mean like for me i'm always like Who's a ride or die? Who don't I have to pretend around? That for me mm -hmm. is the part that makes me happy way more. But the, it, it actually, I think about a little bit when you and I first got together, Andy, you know, you weren't working. I had a full-time job. We lived, you know, Harlem to Greenpoint. We never really had like daty, romantic-y times. Like you didn't have money to take me anywhere. Uh, took I took her to UCB to see a show. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. We never had romantic dating. Peak, peak romance. <laughs> Who doesn't love peeling their feet off of a carpet? <laughs> uh. But I remember, you know, being like, is this going to be it? Or does this person really like me? Because, like, because I think in the early parts of a relationship, you, the only way you know how someone feels is like the time they take. The money they mm -hmm. spent. And like when they don't really mm -hmm. do that, you're like, okay, does he just like me because I'm the girl willing to come to Greenpoint or what? Um, but to look back and say like, well, if we can still have fun and enjoy each other without any frills or any like special fantastical activity or, you know what I mean? It means sort of. Right. No frills. The yeah. generic box of pasta. Exactly. At the path mark. Exactly. It it does sound like Maddie's, who I will continue to call him Maddie, uh, Maddie's boyfriend should make dinner oh, a yeah. couple nights. Uh -huh. yeah. That It sounds like that would be a nice gesture for his yes. boyfriend to do. Um, they could, I, I wonder what they're wearing. Like, are they in sweatpants and a T-shirt mm -hmm. every day? Or oh, are okay. they... That's real. But I, I will say... I mean, I'm wearing the shirt that I Marco Poloed Naomi in maybe two nights ago, but it has buttons on it. It is a button yeah, down. It's a collar, and I will it's a say, shirt. Yeah, having a collar, having a shirt with some architecture to it is is really, <laughs> it, it does a lot right now. Like maybe mm. they they could, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to speak to anyone's budget, but if, if they are able to maybe like order some new clothes from a bankrupt retailer um <laughs> and <laughs> and uh save j crew from insolvency and <laughs> i don't know like yeah just I, I think there are little efforts that can be made it but it's god it's hard it's hard like do you guys do dates right now are you no but <laughs> but we put effort i think there's right I, you know i make naomi dinner a lot yeah. And I try to make it special. I try to make it stuff that I know will make her happy. And I order mm. dinner and I try to make it stuff that <laughs> yeah, will yeah. make him happy. <laughs> no, you made like you made pancakes this morning. You know, That's you true. knew you knew that I would enjoy pancakes, right? That's true. So I think I maybe the thing that Matt's missing is that it, it doesn't have to be a date. Maybe I, I don't know uh, a date so much as effort. Maybe gestures, yeah, gestures and mm -hmm. effort. And, and spontaneity. I mean, I mean, he's feeling what we're all feeling, which is my yes. God, that I'm God, looking at the walls and and no what? Control. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yes, I, I mean, know. going to the supermarket is like planning an Ocean's Eleven type heist at this point. <laughs> very much so. It was like very intense. It was like leave no trace. Yeah, you know, and just keep it moving. Yeah, spontaneity has. That that is one of the casualties of the COVID era, right? Right. Spontaneity. We tried it once, and it it freaked me out. Like wh a couple weeks in, we were just driving around to get out of the house, and we we thought, oh, what about why don't we go to this restaurant? Or why don't we get takeout from this restaurant we like? Um, 
let's just try it. Let's see what happens. You know, we'll put it, we made a kind of a plan and, you know, we'll put it, the trunk is the designated, uh, um, contamination site and we made the plan and Naomi went, uh, out, she, we pulled up, she got out of the car to get the food and for whatever reason, the trunk wouldn't open. So she goes to put it in the back seat. The floor I, of the back. The floor seat. of the back seat. And I like freaked out. He went off on me. And I was like, well, the trunk won't open. So what do you want to have happen here? <laughs> I don't plan to lick the floor of the fucking back seat. Right. I don't think right. I'm going to give us COVID if I put this on the floor of the back seat. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So even us trying to be uh, spontaneous uh, ended in like me having an anxiety attack. I know. <laughs> I we've know. worked on it we've worked on it in couples therapy it's it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. better now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i but mean yes. anxiety and the, the one the one source of spontaneity in my life is my anxiety disorder so it's like <laughs> it is uh you kind of never know what what situation i so i would encourage maddie to develop an anxiety disorder and then just be open to whatever <laughs> each day might bring uh with his love i also if they do live in new york city i would encourage them to not go to maskless margarita mondays on ninth avenue in hell's kitchen um as a date um yeah god i feel for them i but i think i think they're gonna make it they sound like they're in a good spot i like these two yeah i think we're gonna make it yeah so effort some kind of effort some kind of Mm -hmm. um putting the time in or or you know uh the gestures don't wear pajamas if you're wearing pajamas and take turns cooking and you know, and, maybe and, put and your you phones can down and don't scroll through Twitter. Put your phones down. There are things you can do. You can read the same. You can read things together. You can write notes to each other. Like there is a sort of Jane Austen aspect to this. <laughs> I've really been enjoying putting pen to paper and send me your address, guys. I'm sending postcards out and like Ooh. it just uh, it's been fun to like write things to people. I don't know. There there are sort of analog things that are now no longer analog because yeah. we can't do much else. But um just find like and little little gifts from the internet little fun little fun things they could buy a lot of this we it sounds like we need to be just saying this to maddie's boyfriend quite yes, frankly right exactly. um, have, matt have him listen to this yeah <laughs> cook matt dinner and matt buy dinner. matt some little things from etsy <laughs> but right. leave the package for two days That's true. Um, let's do one last question this comes to us uh from Inst- an Instagram DM uh, from Alora. Okay. I have been single for about a year now, and I have only had long-term relationships with men. I'm a queer and non-binary person, and I'd like to try dating women or other gender non-conforming individuals, but I also have a lot of body confidence issues. On top of that, I'm very socially awkward. I'm a very socially awkward and anxious individual. I tend to compare myself negatively, especially to other women slash AFAB, uh, which means I had to look up assigned female at birth, uh, NB, which is non-binary people. I want to open up and try dating different kinds of people because cis straight men haven't proven able to understand me emotionally. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, being with them feels so much more easy. Should I seek out resources and spend some time not trying to date men or just keep being me and see what happens? Do you have any advice on how to push past the fear and give other kinds of relationships and people a chance? Help, lol. LOL. Help, lol is so funny. <laughs> That's so That's like, the best. I'm stressed out, but no, not really. That's help, help, lol is Help, lol is, should be the name of this episode. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, Alora, yes, is that what their name is? Um, I mean, Alora. Speaking as someone who 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 feels fear constantly at the thought of relationships and stands at that door, and and doesn't ever go in it. I would say go in it. Like if if you're if you're feeling fear about about a certain direction that that's usually a sign that you should do it. And, um, emotionally, cause I, th- I think you sense that there's, that, that there's growth possible. So I would say go with your first option and put, and 
put those resources toward trying to date other kinds of people because you shouldn't have to suffer. Sorry, Andy, but suffer through cis straight white men uh, who don't all understand the time. you. Who don't understand right. you. Who don't understand, who don't understand you, emotionally, you. You know, you, that is, you're you not just, being fulfilled. Yeah, you deserve to be understood. You you deserve to to um, attract people who are who are warmed by by who you are and 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 you sh- you should seek to make yourself known to people because there are people out there who will want to get to know you and i mean they're they're hard to find i mean i'm not you know it's 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 hard to meet people um but it's worth it's I, worth the effort to me especially mm-hmm. if they're feeling like if you're feeling like i I'm not satisfied because to me, you know, help LOL tells me everything. And it's like, you want to make, you want to make a change, Alora. You want to make a change, but you're scared of that change. And, you know, you know, this issue about, I understand, oh my God, I, honey, the body issues, the lack of confidence, fully, fully understand. But you have to remember that anybody who is right for you is going to like you as you are. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like your body, like there's, there's, don't mm-hmm. feel like you have to change your appearance in hopes of attracting a person. Cause whatever person you need to change for, isn't the one anyway. And I understand feeling uncomfortable, but whatever work you can do to not compare yourself to somebody who you're trying to like start a relationship with or get to know, you know, in that way, either, you know, whichever it is. Yeah, and this I I feel you on the socially awkward thing. Like I used to be terribly socially awkward. It takes practice. You just have to like you have to be willing to have terrible inter- a bunch of terrible interactions to <laughs> learn how to have good inter. It is I remember this is so embarrassing. But like I when I first moved to New York, a friend of mine from Pittsburgh was playing a house show. He is in this kind of like experimental he played dulcimer and, and finger pick guitar type stuff. Oh yes, my. Naomi is shaking her head like. Yes. And I love it. I think I think he's a great musician. And he was playing this house show in Greenpoint. It was like like a block from where I live. So I'm like, I have to go to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I only knew him. He's a kind of socially awkward person. And I knew no one else there. And I was like standing in the doorway. Like it was. I got there too early. Oh. And uh, he was he was like putting together his. Like his music, uh, I don't his know. He dulcimer. was dulcimer. Yeah, <laughs> he was doing whatever he had to do before the show yeah. in another room, and I was just standing there in this doorway, and I'm like, "Fuck, I'm here in this new city. I want to try to meet people and know." And I remember going up, like there was some. I like made eye contact with a, a woman there, and I. After a while, I finally was like, oh, I'll just go say hi or something. And I ended up just like babbling, saying like, I was standing over there and I was like, oh, I could just stand over here and not talk. Or I could go <laughs> say, uh, and I, I, I don't think I said this, but I bet I, I, in my memory, I said something about like, that's probably what a serial killer does is stand <laughs> stand there just look at like i don't think i said that but like that's what my brain has like turned like transformed the awkwardness into, and it was oh. terrible it haunts me still oh, and there good. were so many of those interactions and i ju- like in and i had to fi- i had to just have them so i could learn to mm. how to say hello to a person in a yeah. normal way and be like, right. oh, hey, I'm Ant. Like, the, it, it, it struck so much fear into my heart just to say, oh, hey, I, I'm Andy. What's your name? And then finally, it, like, after a while, I learned you can do that. <laughs> right, 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 right. And it does get easier. And quite frankly, Allura, you sound really fun, actually. I mean, the the, the help LOL <laughs> is, really, is really funny. And I actually <laughs> think, like, a sense of humor goes a long way, and I think you know you're, yeah. you're hearing from you're hearing from three people now who whose lives have been saved pretty regularly by senses of humor, yes. and 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 it will that that will guide you and protect you and nourish you as you go forward. And I think you know I, I mean I, I I I I the so so much of what you 
detail and your question, I think, is just products of engaging in the patriarchy. And mm. and and you say like dating dating cis cis men is easier, but that's because there's a model for it. And that model we are continuing to learn is incredibly toxic. It's incredibly hostile to, you know, female or female identifying uh, people. And, and it's, it's, it's dangerous and damaging, you know, in a lot of emotional ways. And, and I think so much of our work now that we're in a tearing down phase of so many, you know, abhorrent uh, structures or, or attempting to start tearing those down is, you know, rejecting that patriarchal model. And I think there's something, I think in a way you, you could be excited to think, oh, this is a realm where there isn't a model. And, you know, I don't know what it's like to date someone who's not a cis identifying male. And, and, uh, you, you can kind of make your own rules and you can kind of, build your own model with someone and I think that even though that is scary uh it's much more exciting and much more rewarding um and fuck the patriarchy honestly that's it I know I was I was like I'm like yep there that's 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 perfect I love that's our episode (laughs) I mean that's literally yeah honestly rewarding Fuck the patriarchy. Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> a true joy. A true joy. To oh talk my to God, you, you guys you. as well. It's so wonderful to see you. You're I love wonderful, you guys so much. Um, everyone Thank you can for buy having me. Your wonderful book, Intimacy Idiot. You mm-hmm. know we're in Quar. Okay? Yeah. Support a local bookstore. Yeah. Buy Intimacy it's, Idiot. Read it, up. It's okay. deeply discounted now, so you can <laughs> really. Uh, yeah, and and a, a minor hit in America's prisons. So you know, really. Um, oh yeah, wow. I got a couple prison letters. It was very very gratifying. So uh, <laughs> so anyway. does that mean you're coming out as pro the carceral state? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. JK JK JK. JK, JK, JK. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Isaac, thank you again. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 